0: Everybody and welcome back to Out of the Box MTG, where we think and play out of the box. This week is exciting. Every, the full crew is here this week. We got Logan, Jake, and Simon. Say what? Hey, how's it going, everybody? What's up? It's about time. Hello. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's it's been a minute since we've all been together on on the pod. We've had some games together before, as as we're like on off weeks of recording or whatever. But this is the first time in a, in a couple episodes that we've have yeah that we have everybody back which is awesome um and so quickly before we get in anything i want to start off just give a quick shout out to the substack out of the box mtg.substack.com you can go there and check out all of our articles jake just recently posted uh published an article about his Myrel deck it's it's called the best mono white commander you aren't playing uh it's really it's a really good good article jake has put a lot of work in that deck it's a really good deep dive into that deck but also white creature based decks kind of in general in commander and some theory ideas behind it so go check it out um we have other articles that range from some kind of wacky off the wall deck text to some more commander gameplay theory to general magic philosophy, almost magic, you know, approaches to the game. There's a lot of really good stuff over there. So go check it out um, and let us know what you think. There's uh, there's places to comment. There's places to, you know, to, you can tweet at us, whatever that is. We'd love to hear any feedback you've got. Um Jumping into kind of an initial thing, when we are all here, it's really fun to talk about games we've had the chance to play. It's something that we really enjoy getting to recount the tales of, of one games or lost games, depending on if They're equally triumphant or devastating. So, have we played any fun games recently?
1: Yes, we have. Let's just uh get the elephant out of the room. That Q came down from New York last week, so we got together and we jammed some good ones. But uh, yeah, I'd say that there was one specifically that we played. It was actually the second game of the night. I re ran, I, I ran back my RL because game one, I saw two lands and nine turns after we all shuffled my deck. So <laughs> <laughs> we all took turns and boy, they were,
2: no I they were,
0: hiding. I they were think, desolate. <laughs> I don't think I ever touched it. So I mean, I uh, must've have.
1: Have been what it was, but we so game two. Um, it was, it was a very strong Myrel showing. Um, I believe when we were, we were playing against our buddy, Mike and his uh, Peregrine Dynamo deck, mm-hmm. I believe that I had the first kill on his deck that he's ever had if yeah. I'm not mistaken, he's
2: played that deck probably like six to ten times, and he's never lost with it. So he he had a really good track record. So he lost.
1: He lost. I yeah. didn't win, sadly, and that's that's the part that uh, I wanted to talk about. Is it was a strong showing. Uh, I was toppling life totals, Myrell, I think at one point I had like eighty something soldiers, but I lost to a beautiful glacial castle.
0: <laughs> yeah. So. Again. We've talked about the Quintorious Lands deck a couple of times, but this was like its peak showing. It feels like it had its—it's it's a deck that takes time to get its ball rolling, but once it does, it's—it's it's, gets a little bit out of hand. But Myrel was out of hand even more so. But I had managed to Couldn't get a glacial. I had a man. I had managed to get a glacial chasm down and stuck, which basically says prevent all. It not basically it says prevent all damage that would be dealt to you, and so. I was able to, throughout that, behind that that wall, that chasm, I was able to build up some forces. Um, I had a field of dead out and I was able to sack all my lands, second sunrise them back, make like 15 zombies. And I was like slowly churning out some other tokens via Quintorius and other token makers, and then was able to pump them all up through a couple of different ways. And then was able to slam in at jake who was i don't even remember i was i I was
1: out i was outpacing you so you were
0: you're certainly outpacing me
1: right your zombies were entering tap because i had a thalia or something yeah and then uh and so for you know every you'd make 10 i'd make 40 or whatever it was but and a uh, winds of abandon so uh, that's what down. it was it was winds yeah. of abandon
0: i cleared <laughs> Great I, I card slept on white Jake was going to go oh, yeah. tutor up about 80 lands and then i swung in with all my zombies yep. and other things and managed to clinch the game which was um pretty much how quintorius wins is behind the wall of a glacial chasm for a couple <laughs> of turns looping it in and out reliably of the behind that wall and which
3: glacial chasm has inspired many of us to now put land destruction and in <laughs> very minimal amounts, but
1: wow. <laughs> yeah. Which, which selective kind of plays... targeted land destruction. Yeah,
0: yeah. Which actually plays into a little bit of the, the, the topic we have tonight, but we'll get to that. Um, Logan, you, there was another game we played when we were together when I was down there with you all, um, that, that you wanted to talk about.
2: Yeah, I had a pretty fun... Uh, it was a it was a great start. I didn't end up winning the game as well, kind of like Jake. Did not uh, get the victory that I was hoping We're for. We're not good. No. Um, but early game, I was playing my Gear Ed kind of Naya clones deck, and I don't even remember what I had cast before, but I had something on the battlefield. And Jake or Q, if you remember, remind me. But something got Chaos Warped, and mm. I...
1: Was it when you had the Druid of Purification that was soul bound to your cloner?
2: Well, that's where it led to. So, oh, that's
1: what it led to. Oh, yeah. Okay. So something remember. less important got Chaos Warped. By
2: yeah. Me. Something like not like it was a good card, but it wasn't like great. But it got Chaos Warped, and I got uh, Chaos Warped into a card called Mirage Phalanx, which says it has Soul Bond. And then at the beginning of combat, uh, if it's soul bonded with another creature, you make a copy of each of those creatures. So the turn prior, I had just cast a Druid of Purification. So we basically blew up like I think we all ended up only deciding on like two things to blow up, but you can each player can choose an artifact or enchantment to blow up. It's like a four-mana creature. So I blew up something, and then the other three of them, other three of you guys all picked the other thing, another thing. And then I got chaos Warped into a Mirage Phalanx. So I made another one. So then at combat, destroyed like another <laughs> two things. And then like the next turn, I had a Jaxus that I was able to make another copy of or I cast a Skyclave Apparition. So then I was exiling things, and I was making copies of Skyclave Apparition and copies of Druid of Purification, and I was just removing any and all artifacts and enchantments, low mana costed threats. They were just all gone in like two turns, which was... Decimated. Yeah, it was was pretty cool. It was decimating without decimate, you know? (laughs) Yeah, this is actually the better. Decimate is good. (laughs) Particularly
0: (laughs) devastating when I was playing... My Daxus deck, and I think <laughs> my blood. You ascension... still won though. No, I I won. Uh, not that game. I won uh, a, no. a a following game. Um, mm-hmm. I think Mike had won that game. Yeah, but in fact, but I did win the following game, kind of on the back of a blood chief's ascension plus a couple other things, which yeah. the druid of purification was doing a very good job of of regulating. Yes, in that, that first really game. <laughs> Yeah. So the deck didn't end up
2: winning. And honestly, I think I ended up getting like board wiped a couple turns later or something. But the start was just so strong that it was just like I was removing like two or three things a turn. And it was I was making clones of my guys. And it was pretty cool. So was I was strong worried, showing. Yeah. That's why I like, love playing gear Ed, Because depending on what I draw, I can get some really cool, you know, combos going of making all these different cloners, which is always fun. So
1: and, and not to speak for you, but I I, I was there and both how I felt after losing the my rail game and how you looked like you felt after losing that game. I feel like we both had a win. Like our decks did sweet stuff. Could have won. Didn't, you know? So, yeah.
2: Um, that is a, a product of playing against maelstrom wanderer.
1: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you kind of don't win. It's okay.
2: <laughs> yeah. You know, sometimes it's like, Hey, you know what? Not going to win that one. That's okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. That, Maelstrom is an absolute house but it all of these conversations like the, these games that we have they were so fun and we talk about these games that we play together very regularly and that kind of inspired us to think about stop, caused us to stop and think about what makes this play group the four of us unfortunately Simon wasn't able to be there uh, Hello, when I was in town you, he man. was
1: we really did yeah it would have been it would have, would been have preferred you over that Maelstrom nonsense <laughs> <laughs>
0: But the, the the idea here is we found a lot of we've had a lot of really great games and a lot of fun in this group of four of us. And it got us asking why, like what what makes this play group that we've cultivated between the four of us so good? And it really is a strong play group. I mean, we have been playing together pretty much weekly now for a year and a half. Two plus years, I guess. Um, it's longer. it's been maybe uh, even longer than we that. started playing three while guys. you and
1: I you and I were still working together when we started playing.
0: Yeah, and at, at least Rogan, yeah, Jake, we've years. been playing together for almost, almost four years now. Simon yeah, yeah. being like kind of the fourth here, has it's been about it's pretty much since I moved to New York, which was almost two and a half some odd years ago now. Sure. So it's like this four of us have been together. For, for quite some time, and we've been able to find a really good rhythm. And so we wanted to talk about the main topic of tonight's episode is about how do you or how can you cultivate a healthy play group? Because in the world of magic, especially magic content, we hear a lot of people talk about, hey, how do you manage your power level when you're playing in an LGS? Like, how do you like, it's, it's a lot of conversations around how to create an experience that goes well at an LGS. But I I would venture to guess that most players play in a regular pod of four people or maybe three people only the one person kind of cycling in and out. But I think that's more often the experience that people have. And so we want to talk about how can you cultivate that? If you have a group right now or you're trying to start a group, you're trying to make yours better, whatever that is, Like, how can you cultivate a positive experience because we really feel like we've managed to do that here in our pod. So I want to pass it over to Logan to start off Logan. What is kind of the first idea or first thing that you've noticed with our group before that has helped create this healthy dynamic?
2: Yeah. So the first idea is, um, and it kind of stems from Q you and I have been a part of a couple different play groups. um, But This has, I feel like, stuck around so much longer because I feel like for each of us, this the way that we play Commander is much more about our experience of playing the game than just looking to win. Like, it doesn't feel like it's a 1v1v1v1. Each of us is just going, like, full headstrong, trying to win, only making decisions to try to win with your deck. Like, we all of us like want to win, right? Like each of us has the desire to see our deck do its thing and win, but none of us prioritize that over somebody else not having a good time to a certain extent, right? Um, We all want to enjoy the game together because like, obviously like we are friends, but I've had lots of other friends that I've played Magic with that aren't always my favorite play group to play with. And that's because they, maybe not play like selfishly, but- they are focused more on winning, at like at a higher rate. You know, really being consistent, and wanting to win as often as possible, over enjoying the social aspect of the game and you know interacting with players and talking about things, things like that. So I think that's definitely one of like the biggest things that I notice about our play group that does feel a little more unique.
1: Yeah, and I, I want to add that. Often, what we'll do is, you know, we're, we're playing a game, and and like the other night when I was mana screwed, I was probably the best attack for anyone that had attack triggers. Yeah. And Logan does put pressure on my rail, no matter the circumstance. <laughs> I but, have
2: lost to my rail too many times <laughs> to let that deck just slide. Even at two mana, I was yeah. like, hey, uh, Jake, do you want to take eight damage? He's like, sure, why not? <laughs> but,
1: but the other guys were kind of protecting me or laying off. And and I think um, some of that comes from, at the end of the day, we want to leave that because we play what? Three four games a night at most. Yeah, um, And then we don't play again for a week or more. And so we want to leave and have everyone feel like I contributed and I felt good about that. And if we win, we win. We our decks have all because we 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 build new decks, but because we play against each other a lot and know each other's decks, I know what a geared win looks like, a Daxus win looks like. And if I haven't seen a gear do its thing in a while, when I choose my first attack, I might send it at Q just because it's like, you know what? Let's let let's let the gear do its thing, and it's not to say that we aren't trying to win. Because right. every game I play, I do want it to win, and I am trying to further my game plan. But if I have a piece of removal, I may not send it at the best, most obvious uh, uh, threat. If it's not ending my game, I may let that thing hang around. You know, so I think those some of those are the decisions that I've noticed have have led to me, leaving those game nights, even when we both lose Logan (laughs) feeling like, Hey, that was awesome. Right.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And I, and, and I think also something that I've tried to avoid doing that has helped me feel better, not only just like, as someone who maybe loses the game, but as someone who wins the game is avoiding like the infinite combos, all kinds of loops in my decks, because I have felt when I do that, it's like, oh, well, I drew the second piece of the combo or third piece, right, whatever it is. Yeah. It doesn't matter what any of you guys just did. I don't care how much fun Invalidate you're Invalidate the whole game. You know, yeah. I've won. It's over. And I, and I really I really try not to run into those because of the way that it makes me feel and the way that I perceive it makes other people feel. So I think that's a really important thing to remember as well Is is – or that we do is I think generally we try not to have those – Infinite combo E type of things.
1: Um, there is a place. Like there are games where we say, okay, do we want to just have a high power game? Let's go. Right. right. But at the same time, I like we 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 don't want to invalidate the entire play experience of everyone else because I top decked the combo. Yeah. And we don't want to like I've talked about it before, but that, that game with Vadrock where I infinite comboed on Logan's turn, but it took about 15 minutes. Yeah. We don't really want to hog all of the game time like if we're playing four people for one hour should probably all play for 15 minutes right more or less
0: yeah and i think that for our play group that has been the space that we've decided on that's what we have cultivated yeah but that that doesn't necessarily have to be the experience of everybody like if your play group wants to play higher power if you are you know on the kind of the top end of Quote unquote casual, or if you've even breached over into that side of CEDH, this doesn't necessarily have to mean that you play lighthearted and frivolous or whatever, but it just right. means that there is this element in your head of the game is important, but the community around me is equally important and that I want to continue to play this game with these people. And so I need to make decisions and cultivate an environment that makes everybody want to come back. That's kind of what Jake had said is we want to leave that night feeling like we all contributed and we all want to leave that night, feeling like we want to come back to that environment. So if you are behaving or playing in a way that kind of ignores the collective experience, whether that be at the highest power or the lowest power, it's going to leave people feeling a little bit like, Hey, they dominated that space or they took over and it, it, it can ignore that collective experience.
2: Yeah. And I think one of the things that helps this as well is like being open and like talking. Like when we see that one deck starts to become the problem, it becomes a, hey, how do the three of us, how can we handle this problem, right? It's not a, hey, if that's not touching me, I'm going to ignore it. Right. But I know,
1: I know Logan has the answer. I'm going to just let him use it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's like, no, it's like, Hey, if, if I have a secret rendezvous in my hand, I'm going to choose not the person to lead, obviously, but Hey, you and me, we're each going to draw three cards. Let's see if we can together try to find an answer. Right.
1: Or very often you'll say, Hey, like this is a Logan special. Yeah. If I take care of this, it's going to take all my resources. Can you guys give me a break next on this next round? Right. Yeah
0: which is the classic Logan way of politicking us. I have to do this anyway. It's, fair. it's yeah. good. I have to do this anyway, so give me benefits to I don't have to, to do it. anything for what worth. <laughs> I don't have to do
2: anything. On turn three, I don't have to remove blood chief ascension. But if I should. do... I gain, not only do I garner favor with the other people, but that card's
0: a problem, right? Yeah. So, and yep. Jake will take any deal you hand him. You can sign <laughs> him a piece of paper that says, I, like,
1: why do you think our playgroup's still together? I prioritized <laughs> the collective. Someone wants to go on a quest with me. I'm there. Let's do oh, it. Yeah. Let's take Jake down the game. Jake will go on
0: any quest with you, regardless of it.
1: I'm an NPC. You just <laughs> <hide me. laughs>
0: Yeah, those weird, like, uh, NPC streams going on, that's just Jake in the middle of a game, like, hello, oh, yeah. oh, Traveler, would you like a deal? <laughs> like Just go to take whatever you
1: are alone
2: <laughs> and i think part of that also comes in like how we like build our decks to a certain extent as well right like we each try to run removal like we talked about like the land destruction right like we kind of have a little bit of that because partially because there's a lands deck at the table but like we each make sure that we run board wipes we each make sure that we run interaction because like i have watched plenty of games that are higher power and lower power where no one really runs interaction and everyone just kind of like Timmy's off and just their deck, just each deck just explodes. And it's like, and then someone wins and it's like, whichever
0: okay, one explodes the biggest ends up winning that game. Right. Whoever drew into it first.
2: Yeah, right. right. Exactly. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I think that we really like to make it feel almost like a board game. Right. Like, yeah. you were, like if you were to sit down and have like a game night with friends, like, more often than not, you probably, even if you're competing against each other, you won't, usually you don't want to just like kick the one person out, you know, 10 minutes into the game because you're all there to have a good time together. And I think right. that that is definitely like a thing here where it's like, hey, we all run the kinds of cards to help facilitate a game that will go a little, not necessarily longer, but just be more enjoyable for more people. At, sometimes at the cost of, you know, winning as fast and as best, as consistent as possible
0: yeah and i think that also plays into like you were kind of mentioning the specific card choices you take into a game like it, this also when you were thinking about the collective experience there's a certain kind of vein of cards that have more value in that space a card like seek at rendezvous is a really good example you had mentioned it earlier logan but that is a card that on its face value, you might say, "Well, I draw three cards, sure, but I'm giving someone else three cards for free." And you might say, "That's a bad card, but there's mm, it's a ten.
1: it's ten on the power nine so
0: it's the <laughs> but there's there's this benefit in when you have this collective experience to keeping other people in the game and giving them giving them the resources to kind of play the game alongside you if they're behind or whatever it is. You want that experience and like on, on top of that, other cards in the space of like, The monarchy, the initiative, these kind of these kind of cards that create this environment where everybody's playing together and it's not just isolated games kind of next to each other. I think really is an important aspect of this collective experience and creating this good play group is you need to sometimes you need to be willing to play cards that play to the board and play to the overall experience over the strictly best card. Right.
1: And I'd say one thing I've been thinking about, I've been playing a couple other board games and all those, you know, most board games come with all the pieces and all the cards are, are in the balance so that everyone that sits down to play will play for about the same amount of time. And they will, you know, may- maybe there's luck of the draw. Maybe, you know, you get it and the other person doesn't. But it's with, with Command Magic and Commander specifically, it's as if we each get to design our own quarter of the game and you want those quarters to fit well together so that the whole game gels even though someone has to win you want the you don't want it to be this that game didn't that deck didn't feel like it belonged with these it may belong with three others but you want those uh, all the four of the pieces of the game to to play together
2: yeah i love that
0: yeah and i think that that kind of segues into one of the second thoughts as we are bouncing this around together in this space is Talking about and, ex- and making sure power levels in your play group are balanced. Like Jake was talking about this idea of this kind of board game experience. If you had a board game and so many of them, you know, of these modern board games, there's so many different options you can pick. And one game that we really enjoy playing I know Logan and I really enjoy playing it, but it's it's seven wonders. It's a really, really fun yeah. game. And For there's sure, all yeah. these different cities you can pick. But if there was I'm I'm not a seven wonders expert, but as far as my play, I've never seen one city be so dramatically better than others. There's a there's a pretty fair balance to all of them present. But if there was one that was far and away better, it becomes this fight to be like, who can get that city first? And that's just not fun because then it's like it's the it's the role of the die that allows you to pick that that kind of determines the outcome of the game. And that's the, how it, I feel like, plays out in the power level space is if you have one deck that's so much further ahead than all the other ones, it just creates this imbalance. And ultimately, if you are trying to foster this play group, I think what you want to be able to do is exactly what Jake said, is build this board game experience where you could take everybody's deck, put them in a box, spin a wheel around, and just grab one of those decks out. And everybody would be happy to take it because they're all yeah. at the same power level. It may not be your preferred play style or whatever, but... The power level there is balanced. Yeah. And I think like trying to
2: like analyze your deck from that play style, like that play experience is also really important. So I have a somewhat newer deck that I built. It was earlier this year, but I have built a King Makar deck um the gold curse which if you've never played him or against him
0: he says every time which you he- probably haven't because <laughs> most people have not ever played with or against <laughs> this card Nope, most people don't because if we're being honest unless you specifically build around
2: him and play lots of bad cards like jandor's saddlebags great um, card
0: not a bad card
2: not a, always a <laughs> Bless the saddlebags i'm
0: googling it right now this
1: card.
2: <laughs> yeah wait a minute <laughs> Um, but King Makar has inspired. So whenever he untaps, you can exile something and then make a gold.
0: So um, pay three mana and tap your Jandor saddlebags to untap King Makar. Yeah, a plus and uh, a plus artifact. Oh yeah, this is a
1: garbage card.
2: <laughs> oh, it's not. It's not good. <laughs> Don't uh, you dare say it.
1: Uh,
2: <laughs> but and, and I've actually enjoyed King Makar quite a lot. I think he's a fun, interesting build around commander of this like untap big engine.
1: Yeah, he plays
2: like vehicles and he has to get like all these pieces and then he starts turning, and he gets going and it's fun. But I've also been very cautious with him because his the the deck wants to tap and untap King Makar as many times as possible to make gold, to sacrifice the gold, to do its thing.
1: The thing being removing all the things.
2: Right. (laughs) So there have been games where it's like King Makar, if I have like two good pieces out, and then I get King Makar out, it's like I can tap and untap him like two to three times a turn cycle. And so I'm removing basically, you know, two to three creatures every, you know, every turn around the table. So if each of you cast your commander, there's a chance I could just exile your commander as soon as it comes down. And so I've tried to be very, very cautious about the deck and I still really enjoy the deck, but I'm also considering other potential commander swaps because I don't want the play pattern to become stale and boring and for the rest of the table, even though it's something that I enjoy, I know that just getting all your creatures removed every turn, as soon as they come in can get really old, really fast. Um, And so I think it's like important to like, like, as you're like playing and like consider your deck, consider those cards because you don't want the play pattern to be unfun for people.
0: Yeah. And so that that's kind of this idea of of making sure it's the proper power level but right. also in the in this case of of King McCar, logan has come to me multiple times over the life cycle of this deck it's only you built it kind of towards the start of this year yeah. and have asked these questions of hey what does it feel like to play against this deck like does do you feel like this is too oppressive for what we're trying to create is this too frustrating and it, and you know, we we've talked about what I, I've talked about what that feeling is for me, because it kind of creates this dynamic where, um, either we all have our creatures repeatedly taken away and the the board kind of stalls out, or we all have to just kill Logan's commander over and over and over. So it kind of creates okay. this this yeah Logan's commander. Okay, yeah. Or Logan, or we just kill. Or Logan. or just kill. Wow. L- oh, or oh just yeah, kill, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, or we just kill Logan. So it creates this kind of like this kind of weird space for Logan in that either he potentially draws the game to a halt and no one can advance their board states, or he just gets kind of locked out of the game. And so he's he's been really good about opening this dialogue with all of us about hey, is this a play experience that we are open for or whatever? So it's this second kind of idea is it's both a power level perspective, but it's also like a play pattern and a, a table enjoyment. Open dialogue. Yeah. Too, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I'd say on the receiving end of, of King Makar specifically, because mm-hmm. it's recent, um, it's pretty fresh. Uh, it, it, it also, the responsibility is also on me and then our group to not just say, Logan, it's too oppressive Shut the deck down because we know you love it and it's it's also you put a lot of work into it it was like this how are you going to build a mono black untap tap untap deck like what is the synergy going to be so the fact that it even works is kind of astonishing and you love it (laughs) so we're not sitting here saying remove every time you ask us we gave no it's really cool that you make it work but there is something oppressive so let's figure it out together it's not a i'm so glad you brought it up please never play that deck again you know what I yeah
3: yeah and and I had, I guess I had a similar experience of one of the decks I had built back when Dominaria United came out. Um General years ago. Martial, Els Dragon, um, years ago. I think Bill, like, my favorite deck ago. you've ever built. So, and the funny thing about Logan saying that is I felt so all right, he's a 4-4. Whenever he a creature he had the text is whatever creature you control becomes blocked it gets plus three plus three so he's a super lure commander it's like hey you're the tokens player you lose you know like that that's yeah, kind of hates that deck <laughs> you give him you give him double strike and trample and it's really hard to lose um unless he's removed <laughs> it's really hard and lose. and um the problem that i felt like what was happening was people would have creatures and then i would just lure kill them all and I, my commander would still be living, and now they are boardless, you know.
1: And probably and, dead.
3: And potentially dead. And I always, at first I thought it was the coolest thing ever, but then I started feeling bad. Like, I don't like playing, like, I feel bad playing this deck when you guys don't get to play any of the creatures you want. Anytime I cast it, it's just like, oh, man, I have cards in my hand I want to play, but Simon has dropped General Marhold out. And so in my head, I'm like, well, they don't like this commander, I'm going to get rid of it. And, and I didn't really communicate that very well, like Logan's saying with King Makar. And so I ended up just yeeting it. And I started playing <laughs> other decks, and I'm like, maybe it was like a month or two after a couple of weeks after, like, dude, where's Marhal? And I'm like, guys, I thought you hated that deck. Like, I got rid of that thing. <laughs> Hit the bin. <laughs> and now, they're just, now, you know, now every time we play, it's like, you should put Marhal back together. So I think it is important not to assume things. You know, it, part of cultivating a healthy play group is, is that communication so that I can play the cards I want. And they can have fun while I play the cards that I want to play, you know. And,
1: and I would, again, point to the the idea that the collective experience means that we all noticed, hey, this deck that you loved is missing. Where yeah. is that deck? Like, it's not, we wouldn't notice if all we were doing was building our battle cruisers up. But because we know that you loved that deck, we're like, hey, buddy, where's this deck that you love? Because right. we haven't seen it. And so there, there's that idea of, Sure, the communication of how that deck played didn't pan correctly, but it's on us too to, to be aware of, like with, with Logan and King Macar, we know you love this deck and this commander, so it is not a either or. We don't have to shut this thing off. There's a way for us to healthily work through that and make it work for the table.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I think there another example of this I comes out with, with Daxa. So we've talked about this deck a lot, but Daxus at Gotta his rename core... the pod, the Daxus pod at this point. Oh, bless <laughs> up. I'm, I'm Daxus all for that. And uh Ortheon guy.
3: Oh, Ortheon yes. Is. To so glad Ortheon is, there. Let's go. Ortheon is cool. totally great for the collective experience. You won't win. <laughs> you, know, you probably won't have a total amount of fun playing it, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, with
0: Daxus, Daxus at his core is a stacks deck, not like a win to or block your lands out deck, but it's a rule of law. One spell, a turn, Maybe make you discard some cards that is what the deck is because it wants to play these enchantments that kind of slow down the game so dax is going to activate a bunch of times and win the game off of his tokens but that is a deck where i love daxis it is my favorite deck i've gotten alters of it i've i've looked for artist proofs for this thing like anything i can do to like get more daxis i want and so it was a deck that i wasn't really willing to let go but i recognized that there was this kind of at times some oppressive play patterns that the table was okay with because everyone was like hey look we know you love this so we kind of write it out but
1: so it was arch enemy from the beginning but you can do yeah. it if you want yeah
0: exactly <laughs> so what one one of the uh, kind of approaches i took with it was i looked at the deck and i took the deck to kind of everybody and said hey what cards in this deck are spe- are specifically too oppressive or too powerful for what we're trying to do, or too frustrating? <coughs> and, Caracas. <clears throat> yeah, we did. We did have an era where Caracas. We tried it out, and it was way too good. So Not don't fun. unban Caracas. It Not is fun. way too good. Um, <laughs> but other cards, like like you know, I had an Ublia in the deck, which yeah. is Ublia is a very powerful card, but it can just zero out a commander for an entire game yeah. basically Do you and you start on chains uh, i think I you it, chains right chains has come out of the deck chains um,
2: of, what's it called chains of
0: mephistopheles yeah know your um, demons oppression has come out of the <laughs> deck like like these a couple of cards that like are really oppressive yeah. hence the name oppression i love the card it's an awesome card but like I I I've, I've slowly taken some of these pieces out of Daxis and put other pieces in that might be a little more fun or a little more cohesive
2: and or, now honestly, da-
0: sometimes Q just like not
2: as oppressive right like you still have like you have cards like painful quandary not yeah. people like to play against painful quandary but it's like it does do. it didn't put feel me down as, as bad likes to play as, as like country. an oppression right like that didn't it didn't feel like yeah. it, or or chains of messed up meth Mephistopheles, yeah, Wait, yeah. so you decided to take out some options and it's not like you've just said okay people don't like sack, so i'm not gonna play it because that's something that you enjoy but yeah. you
0: just have eased up a little bit and i think we're that- taking in a in a space that's a little more cohesive, like you mentioned, the painful yeah. quandary space, it's kind of weird to, to say painful quandary is more like a cohesive, <laughs> like healthy play space. Right. But it was either, <laughs> you know, the card that it replaced that 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 it replaced was oppression, which is whenever a player casts a spell, discard a card. Right. Painful quandary is two additional mana, so it comes in a little later in the game, and it says hey, you can either discard a card or you can lose five life. So it comes down a little bit later it. Yeah. and it allows some decision making and allows yeah. for some fun moments where it's like, all right, you better pay five life, right? Like it's it, it it just Plus 15 like, in a turn or, or 15 <laughs> no, no. in a turn. We like, we are engaged <laughs>
1: playing with your pieces. Yeah. Exactly. Like, like, yeah,
0: they allow decisions to a certain extent and they don't just feel like I'm locked into this one pattern and so i think that's one thing that in the marholt example simon you know as and we are all like rallying behind bringing that deck back it but is. we would all be remiss like we would be incorrect to say excuse me that that deck wasn't a little bit oppressive in certain moments right it, oh, it's yeah. so like maybe it's like simon you're noticing that and you say hey what cards in this deck are specifically super painful or whatever and maybe it's a swap out for a slower version of that card or a little bit of an alternative version. And so it's like, we kind of engage in almost this cohesive deck building experience where we are constantly sharing lists and talking yeah. about cards and looking to find a way to cultivate this experience that is both collective and, and, and balanced from a power level perspective, because it's just, it's, you know, like, I think Jake, you had this one, um, Sauron has recently kind of joined the fray, and there's oh, another one. Yeah, we'll talk about with. that
1: after the pod. I got questions, <laughs> <laughs> but
0: Sauron has like you've you've built this deck; it's incredibly powerful, and at times it's felt a, a like maybe one step beyond where we're at. And mm-hmm. so we've now kind of started this process of, "Hey, is Sauron too powerful? Or is it Sauron himself, Probably. or is it cards <laughs> in the deck? Because that's well, one yeah, of the other- and on that,
1: like I, I even." and this this also goes to the point that we aren't saying that people are intentionally doing this i built the Saron deck pretty flavorfully i mean we're running nine mm-hmm. nazgul we're running a lot of a mass effects we're running orcs uh, you know like it's it seems flavorful Ring
2: tempting you cards being tempting me mm-hmm. yeah
1: literally i just does like the entire deck those three things yeah but sauron is and just crazy flavorful. strong so so uh, I thought, hey, this is the the lesser version. I don't even want to know what the stronger version of Sauron is. Right? Yeah. Ridiculous. So, so yeah. I mean, it, and it is something that you you play through it once, and you get it to do its thing. Everyone's like, wow, that was crazy strong. And then you do it again. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, I'm noticing grumble. Not even grumbling. Let's not call it grumbling, but I'm noticing a little disquiet. Dis-
3: disquiet <laughs> in the ranks. I grumbled. <laughs>
1: So, yeah, I mean, I, we all do it. It happens that like you see a card, you, you are a commander. It's usually a commander, right? You see the commander yeah. and say, I love this. I've never built something this way, or I've been <laughs> wanting to build something this way. This is a better version of something I have. And it's you're bringing a new piece of that four piece uh, board game to see if it fits. And maybe it doesn't fit perfectly right away. That doesn't mean that, you know, a healthy play group can say, how do we make that piece fit? Not. The piece doesn't fit. Get it out. Yeah, like Daxus yeah. hasn't lost its luster. You didn't make Daxus a jank deck. That deck is crazy strong still. Yeah, It's just allows us to. It just fits. It fits better with our group. In another group, this you, you know you may the the quote unquote higher powered Daxus may fit better, but this one fits because we've had input on it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think kind of in this space you're talking about. The commander i think that's another thing that sometimes just a commander swap might be all that it takes but sometimes also you need to be willing to admit that a commander might be too powerful i know this experience happened um with prosper i love prosper as a card i think it is so cool but it is pushed a little bit past what i feel like is reasonable for our play group and so i've had i you know i built prosper multiple ways tried it Got a lot of input, but eventually we came to the the kind of the end destination where it's like, hey, maybe this card just is too powerful. And so ever since then, I've been trying to figure out how can I play Prosper in a different way. And right now, I'm brewing a Exile Matters modular deck where it's split. I've got the new Pia Nalar and the and Falador on the other side. So it's this like Naya hybrid deck where it's doing Prosper like things, but it's not Prosper. But I still get to play a lot of those same cards. And so sometimes it is just about maybe you just need to swap that commander for something else that does something similar or whatever it is. It's about being willing to go to the group and let, let the group kind of talk about their experience, their feelings on it, and see where that takes you. Yeah.
2: And I think so. I, I want to kind of take this and like move this into that next category. So I think we've talked a little bit about this idea, but also like, hey, the, the goal of the group is not to like belittle that person or make that person change, right? But I think sometimes when that happens, like sometimes it happens because people start complaining and they start, you know, getting salty, right? We talk about that a lot in Magic and Commander, like getting salty over something, you know? People might say, Sauron's too strong. I can't do anything. You kill my stuff every time with King Makar. halt destroys everything. Daxus always just stacks out the game and so i think something else that we've done a really good job about in our group is trying to limit the amount of salt and like pointing fingers and blame and like getting like upset and frustrated and mad when people do something because like we all have different play styles and like and that is 100 mm-hmm. we are 100 allowed to each like to play commander the way that we play commander
0: which we all play very differently. Yeah, not I'm building like my all... third Grixis deck. And yeah. that's, that's <laughs> the and way I it is. I wouldn't touch Grixis with a 10 foot pole. Hey, but
1: you did and you liked it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I played one game with Logan's Zevlor deck. And, and he was
1: like, wait, I, is this what blue
2: does?
0: Yeah. You know, I can yeah, play I did, lightning bolt. What? <laughs> I did feel a weird sense of power when I was like, I cast <laughs> what I made, a uh, I made like five copies of a Nazgul off of. Um, they stole
1: mine out of C.
0: Yeah. NAS what was that? What was that card? Why can't I think? Rite of replication. Right of yes. replication. Yeah. Yes. I had. Right. I, I made 25-25 NADS schools, and I was like, "That was that was one card. That was one blue it's card." It it it? Nutty. Do I Do I play blue? But we all. But to Logan's statement, we all play very differently. Yeah. But that's okay. Yeah. And I think I think, I
1: think the hurt. belittling comes, yeah. or sorry, not the belittling. The salt will come when you don't feel heard. If I keep playing Sauron the exact same way. Mm. Salt's going to come. You're like, he's not changing. Like, but because we are trying to be receptive of that, hopefully I fix that problem with your guys' help so that the salt isn't there. Because yeah. you can be miffed about losing to Sauron for the third time. But if it's the 30th time, things change. That's quite a bit different.
2: Yeah. And it's like, you're so, for example, Jake, you're my rel deck, right? Um, your my rel deck is very good. And I don't think I've ever, I, I personally have never, and any of my decks, I've never beaten my rail with any of my decks. Like, really? You're not, I don't think you've won every game you Sure. Played
0: my Real, but you've won a lot. I yeah.
1: haven't. I'll tell you right now.
0: I'm yeah.
1: He lost to a bunch of
0: zombies last time. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you'll recall. Yeah. Yeah. My rail's on games I've tracked out of five. She's won two. So. Yeah. Not that that's a big sample size, but whatever.
2: Right. But in all of... but I mean, you've been playing her for a little while now. And yeah, longer than no matter, that. But... no matter what deck I play, I have not been able to win if you are playing my row. And so... it's depressing. <laughs> and so, like, and that can be hard sometimes, right? Because it's like, yeah. oh, great. I have to play against this card and this deck that... And I don't know if it's, you know... I don't think it's my decks aren't powerful. I don't think... I don't, I've actually
1: thought powerful. a little bit about... It could be that a lot of your decks are making tokens... Mm-hmm. And I just make more of them. Right. So the the way to beat Myrel isn't necessarily to out army her right per se but for what it's worth yeah that's yes. a good
3: general marhal's dragon he would smoke my yeah,
0: yeah that's, what we a, that's put why that's why we put a, really a back. In back. <laughs> yeah it's just our our my savior it's just like <laughs> hey simon <laughs> this is all simon, we
1: we've be. been missing this deck you love. <laughs> so was, yeah you and i will Mar-Hall slip will
2: back you'll make some zombies i'll make some <laughs> rhinos <laughs> simon you got this right
3: <laughs> yeah step
0: something sweet out of a coconut while you two go to town and like and then and then jake said then game on yeah, <laughs> but I think that's like important
2: because it's like, so I've never been able to beat that deck and at times it can be frustrating. Right. But I don't look like I now. Obviously, sometimes we get frustrated in the game, right? Sometimes you're you a little salty. You try not to. And it's going to happen. You can't happen. avoid it.
0: If, you, like if you're trying to win a game and something stops you, you're going to feel a little bit of that tinge of salt. Right. Yeah. Um,
2: but I've never, it's ever gotten to the point where it's like, Jake, you can't play this anymore. Or like, I can't play against like, or it's like, oh, you pull up my rail. Oh, great. Well, I'm just going to waste the next 45 minutes. Right. It's like, yeah. it's not yeah. wanting to make you feel worse about what you're doing. And I think it's more of, you know, like, obviously we've talked about, about like open communication and things like that, but it's also recognizing and j- to a certain extent, it's like having fun with it. Right. Like, Hey, you know what? this deck is really hard to beat and I may not win this game, you know, I'm going to try my best, but like it's about, but I, that's
1: I, why you swing all out on me when I only have two lands. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I listen, to this yeah. is what it is. Yeah.
2: And, but like, And that's something that you're really good about. Jake is like, even like you recognize like, Hey, I you only had two mana, but I still swung at you with like gear it two rhinos, but you weren't like salty about it. You're like, well, why are you attacking me? I only have two lands. You're like, no, like I get it. You know, like my rails a good deck. And if you, let her build back. She might win. Like, so I think yeah. like it's good about. And so I think that's both something like, as like the person who might be feeling salty or the person that might be feeling assaulted against, if that makes sense. Like yeah, being like, just trying to like ease up a little bit and just like, Hey, you know what? It's okay. Like it, to a certain extent, this is a game. We're having a good time Yeah, and like enjoying that social aspect over. I got to win, you know? And it would be so, super
1: dishonest of me to have in that case said, why are you swinging at me? Cause that's, that is invalidating every game that I've done really well and, and crushed you with my rel. Right. So in a, in a consistent play group, you have to be aware that games, not, not in a bad way, but game history matters. Mm -hmm. So if I, if I have no lands or I'm not, you know, I'm not doing much and then you're swinging into me, I have to be aware of Well, okay. Like, of course you're going to swing into me. You've seen this play out, you know? So. Right.
3: Yeah. And, and, and I think along with that, like leaving, you could say, like leaving it on the battlefield or whatever. Um, leave and that, yeah, leaving it all on the field, you know. No, but uh, saltiness is also a choice. I remember just a couple weeks ago, I came into a pre con league game because obviously we did the league pretty salty. I think it was game two, and that was when I cast like four board wipes. I didn't care about anyone, like, I was a <laughs> super like, I was already salty going in because I had lost the past couple weeks, and that was that lose. was my choice. And I didn't even win that game, you know, like, and so I went in salty, didn't win the game. Maybe it left even a little more salty because I went in with the saltiness, you know, and I just think, I think that it really is a choice that we, you, you can make, you can be like, you know what? what is just like Logan said, this is just a game, you know, I mean like, I yeah, love it's a game, game that you,
1: you spend so much time and hopefully not too much money on so you (laughs) should just have fun i said hopefully (laughs) (laughs) hopefully the audience doesn't spend as much as we do on this game but you know like you should be having fun and if you're mad at the thing that you just left your girlfriend or your wife and kids to go do for a few hours it's a very poor time management on your part. Then, then why and she's find ask, a new hobby? Yeah.
3: and she's gonna ask you, well, "What are you doing with your life?" You know, why are you mad? And and you, you always know? come you know, back mad. You? I'm, you shouldn't be going. Yeah, yeah. Maybe <laughs> yeah. it's time to stop. This is does that be a healthy yes.
0: habit for you. Yes, yes. <laughs> right. When you, you can see this play out in what we're doing right now. Is kind of as we are brainstorming this. The 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 title I put to this was banter over belittling, like having. Being willing to just have some banter, have some laughs, make some jokes. Even if that joke's at the expense of a person being like, wow, Jake, you really suck for bringing my relic. I, but like, it, if I'm it's actually in this... self-conscious now, you
3: know that Logan's <laughs> never beat <him>. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it, approach him. it,
0: approach it in a way that's fun and happy, recognize that this is a game. I think one thing that we tend to do is we tend to attach maybe we is too generic here. Maybe this is just a me thing. But we tend to attach identity to our decks and merit to our decks and personality to our decks. And when they don't do their thing or when they lose their thing or they're against a deck that is particularly well-suited against your deck, it's really easy to feel like you you yourself are being attacked. So that's not the case. This is a game at yeah. the yeah. end of the day. And as we are building these healthy play groups, it's really critical to understand that this is a game it's not personal attacks. It's about have, it's about banter amongst your friends and having fun in that space and learning to kind of step outside of that and enjoy the camaraderie. Yeah.
2: Cut to cue, like sitting in a chair, looking in a mirror, Okay, just because Logan played Druid of Purification and copied it three times and has an aura shards on the phone, doesn't mean- (laughs) Oh, you you can't talk about aura shards. Yeah,
0: you can't talk about aura shards. Aura shards is the one exception to all the rules that we've talked about tonight. That is not okay. (laughs) Um, Yeah. That can be hard,
2: right? Because like sometimes like certain cards will just like hose you completely, Absolutely. And it's like, and in those times, it's hard to always just be like, this is awesome. I'm loving this game. Especially wow. like I can't we,
0: play this game. Yeah. I Only love sitting we, here.
2: Yeah. Cause like, <laughs> like when we start playing, is it like at eight o'clock at night and we play till like 12 or 1 a.m.? So, like when you get to like that 12 o'clock game and you start
1: to get yeah, back, that's the game we shouldn't play.
2: Yeah. Everyone's, Everyone's a little tired.
0: Yeah. And maybe maybe that's like just, our maybe that's our next bullet point is never play the last game. It's yeah. just it yeah. never ends well. <laughs> stay, stay hungry. Anybody, just stay hungry. Just yeah. leave. Yeah. Just <laughs> leave yeah. the table yeah. wanting a little bit more.
2: Yeah. There's that whole like nothing good ever happens after 2 a.m. Like nothing yeah. good happens after a third commander game. Like <laughs> yeah. it gotta be. A, it's okay. A
0: freaking man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And I think in all of this, kind of the last idea that we had bounced around is this idea of being honest with yourself in order for a healthy play group to be fostered. You have to be willing to confront these ideas within yourself, because if you have a play group and you find yourself consistently pointing fingers away, or you find yourself consistently feeling frustrated by something or whatever, sometimes what's really key is not not sometimes all the time, you need to be willing to be introspective and say, hey, am I the problem here? Am I cultivating this experience that's not healthy? Am I doing something that is causing issue within the play group and being willing to embrace that? I th- like, like we said, like sometimes it's it's really easy to attach identity to decks. It's really easy to attach emotion to decks at times. So when somebody says, Hey Q, that Prosper deck is really rough. Like it's really hard to play through, whatever. It's, it's really easy. The first thing you want to, you know, brace your hands against the wall, get defensive and say, Well, it's that it's it's not my problem. It's but then you stop. It's you gotta stop and step back and be honest with yourself and ask yourself these questions. Like Am I the problem here? Am I cultivating this? I know it's something that I I do when I approach into games all the time is I am a little bit of a spikier player than some other people in the pod. Um, and so I I do want to win. And so I am prone to salt. So I recognize that. And oftentimes before we sit down to play, I have to, you know, I kind of check against myself and say, hey, you know, just have fun. Be lighthearted. Your stuff's going to get blown up. This is going to happen, whatever. and. Being willing to say, hey, look, I know that this is a behavior of mine and that I, I'm going to actively try to combat that. Or if you do get in that space, I've played games before where I've gotten frustrated. And after the game, I have either apologized or texted that person that was doing that thing and said, hey, I, you know, I, I I got more salty than I needed to be. And it, it, as yeah. being willing to confront this within yourself is a really healthy thing to do, both as a human as you know as a, as a just a person in general but also within your play group and within your space being willing to say hey it could be me it could be me yeah um and i think <laughs> that uh <laughs> i think the uh,
2: another aspect of that can also be if you're arch enemy like that's like it's okay if you're arch enemy but oh like, embrace that but like embrace it to a, little, to a certain extent right like understand that like if you are the dominant threat, don't get mad when all three other players team up against you. Because guess what, you're winning the game.
1: You're you built the deck it's exactly. Just, it's you like, brought that piece oh, to the table.
2: You yeah. I said, everyone still wants to win. And if you were the thing standing in everybody's way of winning, like each player, mm-hmm. then like you know what, that's okay. And that's an, like that is okay, right? And if that's something that you don't enjoy, because like for me personally, I don't really like that feeling. Like I don't like feeling like I am the one person that's standing in the way of everyone else winning like i used to have a joda Archmage eternal deck that was the arch enemy it was that deck that was like okay if we're gonna play this we all gotta kill him
1: and like like with regardless of how your turn one right like it was joda's on the table everyone already turned that's how bad it because if
2: joda gets to turn four or five he could cast as a comma for five mana then cast an aminatou's augury for five mana which, you know, cascades into... Which Jake can copy and win the game off of. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so it's like, and so like, I found that for me, like, I don't like being the player where all of my stuff yeah. is getting constantly removed or I'm always the first one attacked and killed first. Like, and so for me, like, I had to like, look at that and be like, all right, well, then that's not the kind of deck I want to play. And it, and, and it was hard for me because I honestly, like, that was like early in my commander game. So I've gotten a lot better. But like, when I would play Joda, I'd get pretty salty. Because I, yeah. I was like, but I'm not even doing anything, but I had to re I had to like recognize and realize, okay, but my deck has the potential to do these things. Yeah. and, the and our only window is things. now. Right. And yeah. if that's the potential. Like people have to assume that that's how, what's going to happen. So you yeah. have to like be okay, or at least under be understanding that if you were the arch enemy, like people are going to come after you and that's okay. Like, and you need to like, I think to a certain extent, like learn how to be okay with that.
1: I had a deck. Uh, it's, it was, it's one of my favorite commanders, but Zer the enchanter. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't play a combo. It was mostly just a, a pretty, a, a, it, was, oh, <laughs> indeed. it was an oh, oppressive indeed. control deck, but essentially when I would bring it out, I, it would be when everyone was ready to play their strongest deck. Mm-hmm. And I would say, okay. Just as a reminder, this is your window. You, The window is until I cast Sir until the next turn, and then it's over. Because at that point, I've got my protection spells, shields are up, I'll get Necropot, whatever it is, right? And with maybe one or two exceptions, that's how it would play out. And so on the games where I would get Zer just obliterated before I ever got to swing with him, and I had a non-game, like I signed up for that. Yeah, I brought the deck out and said, I am the arch enemy. I relish that. Are you guys good with that? here's your window of opportunity. And if I get
3: blasted through that window, that's what it is.
2: Yeah.
3: Still got yeah. that deck. It's- Taylor, Swift, Taylor Swift said it best when she's saying, it's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's
2: me. <laughs> <laughs> all of our so you're saying it better than there. you.
3: That's
0: for sure. Yeah.
1: Well,
2: oh, hey, now.
0: <laughs> We're all Swifties. Let's be real. That's um, part of being honest with ourselves is we have to be willing to embrace the fact that everyone's a Swiftie at heart. Um, I, I, but yeah, I think, I think this is just really critical. It's just both from a, a human perspective of like, Hey, how are my emotions being managed in this game? And also your deck, understanding what your deck does to the table and being willing to say, Hey, the reactions that I get for this are merited because my deck is doing a certain thing. And if you don't want those reactions, that's not a, that's not the table's fault for having you know for having reactions to something. It might be if I don't want these things to happen, then I need to change what I am doing. Yep. And like we said, there is, there's conversations I have with your play group. Go to them and talk about these things and find a way to combat it. But don't go and say, oh well, I want to keep playing Daxus this way. You guys just need to not blow up my stuff or whatever. Like, or like hey, you have to just build stronger decks. Like. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's that's the wrong way to approach is a you guys going to do something else because then you get in this weird power level fight where everyone's trying to grow and one up and get stronger. And then you just it's kind of devolves at a certain point. And so it's about being willing to embrace those things. And if you don't like the reaction to something, it might be on you to make that change yourself, not on the table to change their reaction to something.
2: Yeah. And I think we probably all had experience of like commanders or decks that are kind of like that, right? Like the Joda, the Zur, but it's like, to a certain extent, like if, if, if everyone has something like that, bring all those decks together, like Jake, you kind of mentioned that earlier, right? Like sometimes it's like, you can say, Hey, we're all are going to play a little bit stronger right now. Right. Like Q, I know you and I both have like a proxied CDH deck. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know we've kind of talked about like bringing in some CDH here or there where it's like, cause like in CDH, it's like Hey, no holds bar. Like that is like I like I am playing only to win.
1: Like but that's the board game you all brought. Exactly. Yeah.
2: That's, that's the difference. It's you're all playing at the same level and have all agreed to a certain experience of what you're looking for. A lot of people call it, you know, like the, the rule zero conversation or whatever. Right. I feel like once the you rule
1: zero podcast.
2: Yeah. Like once you kind of get your, Obligatory. you know, like your group established, right. Like we feel very comfortable with the four of us then we can kind yeah. of bring up or say anything. Right. So yep. like if you have like a group like this, like at, you know, with wherever you play, you know, wherever you are and everything, like ha- ha- you don't even actually have to have like the rule zero conversation, but get to know, e- you know, each other's decks and be open and talk about that because you might all have a deck that's like, Hey, that's the problem deck. But if all four of you play a problem deck, then it's okay. Like, and you know, a- and so I think just being, you know, looking for ways to, you know, regulate everything within your play group, will make it last longer, be healthier, be more fun. Cause that's what, you know, that's what we're really after, right? Like, you know, we love magic, but like, and I know at least, and this is for me personally for a second, but like, I love magic, but I adore commander. Like I like, I will play commander over any other format, do, do anything because I like being social and I like talking and hanging out and, having jokes and funny things happen again in a game and being political like i like i crave the social aspect of it and so that for me has like is the most important thing and so for me like so finding this like this group here has been so awesome because it's healthy and it's fun but it means so much more when we like play and have fun together
0: yeah uh, I, I love that. I think it's a perfect way to end the cast is just this game is about having fun with your friends and don't let personal bias, don't let desire to win, don't let things like that stand in the way of having a fun time with your friends We're you're building a board game. Commander is just a board game that you can bring your own deck to at the end of the day. And so that's really what we should be striving for. And what we're advocating for and what we believe is a, a healthy way to approach a play group is build yourself a board game.
3: Um, I just have a quick confession for our group before this podcast ends. Leaving <laughs> um, the group, I know. I added this card into my Mishra deck a week ago, and I think I'm going to take it out now. After <laughs> after re-reflecting on all these things, I added Gonty's Aether Heart so I could take a bazillion turns um because you can copy it and and yeah i think that by doing that i might have become my own problem so i want to confess that it was in my deck for a week and it's going to get removed
0: wow <laughs> simon that's true that's, change that's really mature of you um, i will only believe you when i see you shred that card through a paper shredder no i'm, I'm just kidding <laughs> um but yeah th- this this is the kind of thing like, create a dynamic that's fun banter laugh joke Build an experience that you always all want to have. But at the end of the day, you just got to talk about it. That's the only way to solve any of these things is being willing to talk about it, being willing to talk about your experience, how you're feeling about things. And if you do that, you can create a really, really healthy space. That's kind of the end all be all of any rule zero conversations. We don't really we don't really have a rule zero in our play group because we just play the same people every single time. But the solution to all these things is you just got to talk about it. And yeah. you just got to be willing to, to address problems, whether it be somebody else's something going on or yourself, whatever that is. Be willing to talk about it. And at the end of the day, if you do all these things that we talked about, feel pretty confident you'll be able to build a play group that will last, that you'll have fun with, that maybe one day you'll say, "Hey, we should start a podcast and we should start writing for this game because mm-hmm. we all have fun together, we care about this thing, and let's do let's do more of this thing." Um, yeah, that's our spiel. That's our episode. Um, if you have any thoughts or ideas about ways that you have cultivated a healthy play group, things that you guys have done specifically within your own groups, maybe that's ideas around how you guys have approached proxying things or maybe some custom rule sets that you've created to help you guys have an environment that's more fun for you, let us know. Reach out to us on X, on Twitter, uh, whatever uh, I don't know what to call it anymore. I'm
1: on both teams here, but you can call it Twitter still;
0: it's fine. Twitter X <laughs> X, yeah. Twitter, X Twitter X Twitter. Yeah. Reach out to us. Let us know. Come come over to Substack. Make a, throw a comment out. We'd love to hear what your your ideas are, and how you've managed to create this. But again, thanks for listening. Go check out the Substack. Go check out Twitter. Follow us in those places, and we will catch you guys in two weeks time for another episode of out of the box mtg